Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It is the Road to World Reunion Mock Draft Show. My name is Matthew Barry. This is Jay Croucher. We are from the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. We're coming to you from the set, from the bar right here and i think reunion jay is appropriate because it's a reunion for me i started my career at roto world i heard about that 1999 to 2004 uh, i was there um and now it is a full circle moment for me i'm coming back i am reunited yes. with roto world we are bringing roto world back we are bringing it back in a big way and one of the ways you bring a brand back is you celebrate its past yes and there have been so many amazing analysts hosts and talent that have sort of come through the doors of rotorworld.com over the years. And so we thought it'd be a lot of fun. Could we ask our friends, because we're all friends with them, we're friends with all these guys, mm-hmm. and, and, and men and women, if they would mind coming back and mock drafting with us. Yeah. And by mock draft, I think I, I just mean make fun of me, right? <laughs> and so that's what we're going to do here. And so, you know, if you want to talk alumnus of Rotorworld, one of the first places you start is Greg Rosenthal. Yeah. Greg Rosenthal, our buddy Greg. Greg was a longtime lead analyst for Rotoworld, got his start there, uh, and now left, and now he's a big star in NFL, NFL.com, does everything, does the Around the NFL podcast, as you can see there in the background. Greg, brother, how are you, my friend? I'm good. It is good um, to know, like, the Rotoworld name is back. And you were there just for a few months, maybe, when when I got there, but you don't know this. I actually had refused to do any Rotoworld programming until they brought the name back. You know, it was very painful wow. for me. No one knows this. No one actually asked me to do anything. Um, but to take like the best. You're like, <laughs> right. they will ask, screw them. I'm not doing it. Like the best brand name in NBC Sports history. And it's just out the door. Now it's back and you're back. It all feels good. Yeah. No, I'm really excited about it. I Literally, when I was in negotiations with NBC, uh, whatever, you have all these demands. And they said no to all of them. You know, I was like, well, I want this and I want this and I want this and I want this. I'm like, no, 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 no. And I literally said, I said, well, fine, give me two things. Number one is I I just, I want a guy, whenever I ask for it, to bring me a lobster roll. Mm. (laughs) So so I'm asking for it now. Somebody, somebody please bring me a lobster roll. And the other thing is, is I I want the Rotor World name back. Oh, dang. You were responsible for this? What? You were responsible for this? I am responsible for this. This was part, this was part of, in all seriousness, this was part of my negotiation of my return to NBC was that was part of the negotiations. I wanted the road. And by the way, all that's great. I thought it was my sarcastic tweets and texts that I would send to Rick Cordella when it first happened, but it's good. Well, to know Cordella did say Cordella did say like, you know who Rosie would be on board with this. So, um, <laughs> uh, no, listen, to be clear, 
uh, it was one of those things where it's just like I made all these demands and I was just like, I don't want to bring Rotor back. And they were immediately like, great, we're going to do that. I'm like, oh, crap, I should have. I think they were already planning to do it and I just screwed up, you know? Um, it's like the, the Seinfeld episode where Kramer with the coffee that spills on him yeah. and makes the demand of like, you know, I want all this stuff. Right. And then they say, they come to the negotiation and they're like, we'll give you free coffee. Done. Done. Right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I screwed that up. Uh, not the first trade negotiation that I messed up, but I'm excited to have the Royal World brand back as well. Uh, so we're doing it. Here's what we're doing here. We are doing a... Um, uh, we're doing a 12-team, uh, so a 12-team draft, yeah. full PPR, one quarterback, two running back, three wide receivers, two flex, mm. uh, no kickers or defense, uh, as well. 16 rounds. We're doing it on Yahoo, uh, and here's who's in the draft. You and I are going to co-draft a team co together. Yep. Unfortunately, Greg has his own fantasy extravaganza <laughs> over there at NFL, so he can't draft. He's just he's gracing us with his presence for a little bit. But listen to this. We got a murderer's row here. Mm. In terms of alumni, get this, right? Adam Adam Lovitan. Goodness gracious. All right, sorry. I have the Yahoo draft up in all of a sudden. And now Andy Barron's is staring at me. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, it's that's, a whole a lot, lot's going lots going on Can we here. We get rid of him on uh, on Yahoo <laughs> Fantasy. Okay. Um, all right, so here's so here's here, here's the alumni that's coming by. Adam Levitan hmm. uh, over there at Establish the Run. Josh Norris over at Underdog. Uh, Rich Rebar, who's uh, with uh, Warren Sharp, Graham Barfield over at Fantasy Points, Kay Adams. Mm. Uh, who, I, we don't know where Kay's going to yeah. be. You know, Kay Mystery. was obviously with uh, Good Morning Football for so long. She's uh, she left that show. She's with People Magazine, but I, I believe she's got a sports gig. But I don't think that's been announced yet. Evan Silva, the great Evan Silva, yes. will be joining us. Um, so that's the alumni here. Come on, camera. Look what go. look what just show up. Look what just yeah, happened. That's the, uh, that's the look what just happened. Yeah. You know what this is? Look at what look at what this is. I thought you got the chicken fingers. No, yeah, I got I just sold you the no, lobster roll. It was my one demand. <laughs> I, I guess I, I shouldn't have left. It took like a decade, but now roll. I regret it. Yeah, hundred percent. Anyway, and then of course we've got our current Roto World experts mm. and our team, including you and I, Pat Corain, Kyle Dvorak, Denny Carter, Lawrence Jackson, and my buddy. Patrick Doherty, Roto Pat. Let's bring in Roto Pat here with a minute 32 before the draft. There he is. Pat, Pat, I feel like has one blazer and he just wears it all the time. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't remember that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, blazer. I literally have three ben blazers and I've worn this one twice in the past week. Whatever you wore twice last week, Pat. That's what you said. No, twice in the past week because I already went through the full rotation. So I'm back to the beginning. So I mean, you don't have to though. Like, I'm not saying Barry's your boss here, but he's definitely a, a above you on the pecking order. He's wearing like a t-shirt. I think that gives you, gives you. This is my my blazer is my armor. Um, so in, in this, I can I never I've never had a bad draft. I've never made a bad quip on a podcast. So it's in a blazer, blazer. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, <laughs> hope springs eternal. Mm. All right, so we have the number one pick. Uh, so I, what I read it, the draft order is you and I somehow got the number one pick. I don't think that was, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if that was uh, planned or not. We didn't we're lobby gonna, for it, but we got it. Right, we got it. Who are we thinking here? So we're we're up at number one. I have Jonathan Taylor at number one. I think he can make an argument for CMC at one as well. Yep. I don't think anyone's looking at it. It's weird if it's Cooper Cup. What do you think? I kind of want to take Christian McCaffrey hey, because I think that. Had he had his 2019 season last year, then he's going number one. And 
Look, I think everyone expects Christian McCaffrey to get injured, but his injuries are because his injuries are because all like random linemen are falling on his ankles. I'm not sure that's repeatable, but I just can't trust this Carolina situation. Matt rule. I think we have to take Taylor, right? Taylor, you know what I really need is a napkin. <laughs> what I should have demanded in my contract was a guy that would bring me a napkin whenever I wanted. You have to die uh, coke of, guy as well. Yeah, uh, there you go. Try to die coke. So all let's, right, let's take Taylor. I think the argument for Taylor is. It's the upside of McCaffrey. Maybe not massive upside, but still has the upside of McCaffrey with a floor that just isn't there with McCaffrey. Much higher floor. Yep. Much higher floor. We expect yep. the Colts to be very good yep. under Matt Ryan. Look at all the sauce that I got everywhere. Like, it's a disaster. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're drafting Jonathan Taylor. I, I need a lot of napkins. It's a very good lobster roll, but it's like it's messy. I have it on my pants. I have it on my phone. Look, I have it on my hand. Oh, no. Look, look, that's lobster sauce. I want to be clear to the internet. That's that is lobster sauce. This is like lessons of what not to do during your draft. Yeah, but and by the way, that those are lessons I've been given out my entire career, Greg. If anyone's followed my career, of what not to do. Uh, my, you also my- asked for the scoring system right before we started, so that's another that's another one on the that those like basic ones we would write back in two thousand and three of like what is fantasy football? Know your right. scoring system. Greg, what are your members? And so uh, now we're up to, um, uh, I think, uh, oh. We're up to me. My only, my plan A, B, and C was to take the first 2,000-yard receiver in NFL history, Justin Jefferson. But I think I have to settle for Cooper Mm. Cup. Um, Yesterday's Justin Jefferson. That's how the, I'm trying to figure out how to. Greg, by the way, I was thinking it's my boss is still Rick Cordell. Yours is now Roger Goodell. (laughs) <laughs> and just take us through the differences between Goodell and Cordella. Both great. They're both great. Yeah, his name is on the paycheck, which I was curious, <laughs> but it, it truly is. If you if you look it up, this is bringing me back. Um, I can't wait till Silva's on uh, and picking because um, I hired Silva back in the day. Roto Pat too. Silva once tried to kind of convince me. Which that one are you I'm, more proud of? You know, they're all when, my. When you, uh, when you give your resume out, Greg, in terms of who you whose career you launched, who's who are you more proud of? Is it is it Evan Silva who you know uh, is beloved within the fantasy community and gone into great things, or is it Roto Pat who's just here in front of you in a blazer? They're they're like they're like children, and I, I have uh, two children. I know you you have even more, Matthew, and you, you love five. them all. You you secretly have feelings of which you like better, but you would yeah, never say them out loud. And oh. some are clearly better looking than others. A thousand percent. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean I have them ranked one through five. My wife and I always say <laughs> we have five kids. We have three kids too many. It depends on the day which three. <laughs> and cha- the rankings change all the time. Mm. I, want, right. I want to kill Silva's Dalvin Cook pick. I can't really. He, he's at eight. But I, I do remember like spending a lot of my 20s viciously IMing back and forth with Silva about player evaluations uh, <laughs> basically all summer long. And they would, they would get heated and personal and he, it, he would get, he would get mad at me. And that was, that was how I knew he would be a great one when he cared that much about Ernest Wilford's average <laughs> draft position. Yeah. I'd say the Roto world culture has gotten a little less personal over the years. Uh, where uh, Evan Silva said some unspeakable things over the years. Uh <laughs> So I'm still not over it. He's not here to defend himself. No, no he's a yet. he's a gentleman. We'll get him. We'll uh we'll get him in there. So just to recap our draft here, I'm trying to, you know, it's I'm just being honest here, right? So I've spent so many years drafting on ESPN. I have never really drafted on Yahoo before. So I'm wow. trying to sort of figure out like how to like look at who's been drafted and what. It's a 
Uh, I don't totally understand the interface here. Um, but anyway, just to recap, we took Taylor one, then McCaffrey. Justin Jefferson went three. Rotopat took Cooper Cup at four. Jamar Chase goes five. See it there on your screen. Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Surprised that, guys, are you surprised Derrick Henry falls that far? I mean, Harris over Cook is sort of interesting to me, and Henry falling that far, Devontae Adams and Stefan Diggs as we head towards the end of the first round. But that's to me, that's the interesting one is Henry falling that far. No, I'm basic, and I I don't know, understand why Derrick Henry is like a top 10 pick anymore. I would want no, no part of him. I'd want all of these receivers over all of the running backs uh, taken in the middle, except for Cook. Cook would be my exception, but I feel like they're all way safer. I feel like Derrick Henry could be like legitimately bad. That offensive line is going to be bad, and he could be hurt. Like There's a decent chance he's never going to be the same guy. Yeah, but but here, yeah. Craig, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Goodbye, uh, Derrick Henry. <laughs> I always like look at the average draft position right before we do our fantasy show, and there's just like names that stand out as like, oh wow, really? And and Henry was one of those. I, I think the argument, I think the ar- the the, the anti Greg Rosenthal argument for Derrick Henry as uh, Ceedee Lamb and DeAndre Swift go on the turn. Hmm. I, I think the argument there uh, is he's built different than every other running back, I think, in NFL history, that he's just a genetic freak in nature, that even if he's not as efficient, he's going to get insane volume. And prior to his injury last year, he was Cooper Cup. Derrick Henry was single-handedly winning people fantasy leagues up until the time he got injured last year. So that's the anti-Greg Rosenthal argument. I hear you about safety, but I think my my counter to that is, is like, Chris McCaffrey had literally never missed a practice. Forget about a game. He'd literally never missed a practice or been in an injury report until two years ago in which he couldn't, and then he couldn't stay on the field. Derrick Henry had been healthy up until last year. Like everyone's, you know, one rolled ankle away, you know, one, one chop block away from being out. So, I mean, like we're talking about tackle football. Who's safe? Like they're all, you know, I mean, everyone's like one play away from a, a freak injury. I think the thing with Henry as well is that he's kind of, he exists outside of game script because they had that bizarre game last year at the start of the season where Titans played the Seahawks. Seahawks are up double digits in the second half and the Titans just run Derrick Henry more. Just run more, down double digits just, and they win the game, I think, in overtime. So, yeah, obviously he's intrinsic to that whole team, that whole offense, but yeah, I would be I would be lower on Henry than you, I think. I would be. I would actually take Alvin Kamara over Derrick Henry. And Kamara's has Kamara gone yet? Just gone. Dang. He went after Saquon and DeAndre Swift. I don't get that. Like, uh, we we just did a whole podcast, Greg and Pat, about Kamara. Um, and we're well, not a whole podcast about it. It was one topic on the podcast. And I just said the to me the only anti-Kamara argument is you think he might get suspended. And I don't think he's getting suspended this year. I don't think the NFL is going to rule on his suspension until the legal case plays out. I don't think the legal case is going to be finished until the football season's over. If he gets suspended, I think it's 2023. And so if you knew that Alvin Kamara was going to be eligible for all 17 games this year, like, what are we doing? This is a top five fantasy running back. I'm with you. I think he'd be my top three. I think it'd be Taylor, Cook, and Kamara. Yeah. I think the anti-argument for Kamara is like everything's new, you know, new, new, well, not new quarterback anymore, new coach, like entirely new supporting cast. You know, he was last year for the first time ever in his career, they finally gave him like those really big workloads. I don't think he had ever had more than 20 carries in a game 
until last year, and he had several 30. And, you know, he just wasn't efficient. He wasn't effective, but it was in an awful offensive environment. He does seem like a no-brainer bounce-back candidate. He's not going to be starting games anymore uh, with Ian Book, still the the number one thing from the 2021 season right. I cannot Ian unsee. Book. So, yeah. um, And with, with Henry, by the way, I was the only thing I was surprised about was that he went in the first round at all. This group, I thought it'd be one of those things where they would try to make him fall right. to like the third or fourth round. Hey, do you want to do no one wanted to be the newbie who took Derrick Henry. Plus, I think so, fantasy. Right, we have 40 seconds to make a pick here. Um, so uh, uh, who just went? Uh, Mike Evans just went. I don't want Nick Chubb. I want Nick Chubb. I don't want Chubb on tie. Yeah. Mark so Andrews. Mark, Andrews, Mark Andrews and T. Higgins is interesting to me. If we want to do another running back, I'm good with, I'm good with Zeke here. I'm good with James Conner, who I really like. Um, I don't feel strongly. I can't believe Leonard Fournette is going in the second round. In, in Greg, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Running back, running back, running back, running back. All right. We're drafting Zeke. All right. I'll explain my Zeke theory here in a second. And then um, and then uh, we can either do Mark Andrews or T. To me, it's Mark Andrews or T. Higgins. Let's do Mark Andrews. All right. Yeah. There we go. I like it. We're going to wait on wide receivers. Zero wide receiver. Yeah, That's an right. interesting strategy. <laughs> All right. This is a good room. This is a good zag in this room where we're all just, you know, nine or 10 receivers to start the draft. Then you start thinking about a running back. Maybe my argument about, about Ezekiel Elliott is that I think people, same thing is that I I think people are like, Oh, I know he looks slower last year. Tony Pollard. Everyone wants to make Tony Pollard a thing. And it doesn't matter, Greg, how much you or Pat or anyone out there wants to make Tony Pollard a thing. Because right. one guy doesn't want to make Tony Pollard a thing, and that's Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones still wants it to be the Ezekiel Elliott show at least this year when it's guaranteed money runs out. And people forget, week four, Ezekiel Elliott partially tore his PCL. That didn't come out until after the season. But I, I don't think that got enough publicity. He was hurt throughout the entire year, and yet he still had double-digit touchdowns. He still finished as a top-20 fantasy running back. Like Through the first four games, this guy was the sixth-best running back in fantasy. Yep. Like I, I I think he still has more juice left than he showed last year, and he's healthier. But more importantly, he's going to get insane volume on one of the best offenses in football. He's still going to get all the early down work and the touchdowns. Pollard will be more used in the passing game. Okay. All right. That's my argument. Should we bring in Evan Silva? There's Evan Silva. Hello. Evan Silva, hired by Greg Rosenthal. The big dog. (laughs) Big dog. Uh, he left. Uh, he used to wrote the. He, he used to write for Rotor World, the matchups column, which is one of the great columns in fantasy football history. I think it is Thank one you. of the one of the iconic columns in literally fantasy football history. Has since left Rotor World to start establish the run with Adam Levitan, another Rotor World alumnus. Uh, I'm a subscriber to Establish the Run. It's a great site. You guys do a fantastic job, Evan. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matthew Barry. And I got my Rotor World hat on. Ooh, I should have brought yeah. mine in. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, Greg, just, you know, I was listening to what Greg's been saying. He just His fantasy acumen has just totally evaporated over the years, but <laughs> it's nicer for him to make an appearance, you know? I like I like because you guys are all in this bubble that it's like we have to go by, like, whatever, you know. So there's sort of like a group thing that comes on. So it's very confusing when you see, like, guys like Leonard Fournette in the second round. And, like, my big fantasy angle, because everyone's got to have a brand, mine would be, like, Let's pick players that are good at football. Like, um, how about the players that are like good at football? That, that seems important. Like, if in their six or seven years, how many years have they been good at football? That's also why DeAndre Swift in, in the first round seems like a little much. Little, little hey, Evan, 
Yeah. Uh, before you, before I, I got, I got a multitask right now, and I cannot do this, Matthew Barry. So, right. well, you, you <laughs> grab while pick. I'm. Ah. I'll okay, I had. What do you think? One sec. I'm Evan sorry. Gronk's still out there, man. Ah. No, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take. Uh, ooh. I'm gonna take Kyle Pitts. Why not? You know, you only live once. All right, all right. Sorry. Go, go, go ahead, Matthew Barry. I'm sorry. By the way, by the way, Nick Chubb is still out there, right? Yes, like, he is. Right. Yeah, people right. hate Nick Chubb. With um, well, he's too uh, good at real football. Is the problem? Right, that's yeah. that's where I would. That's where that would be my angle. Nick Chubb. That would be a good one. Nick good Chubb at is great football. at football. The problem yeah. is, is no one else on his team is. Um, uh, <laughs> anyway, no. In all seriousness, though, Evan, what I was going to ask is, is that uh, prior to you coming on. Uh, Greg Rosenthal didn't understand why Derrick Henry was anywhere close to the first round. I was saying I thought it was really? surprising that Henry lasted all the way till ten yeah. or nine. I think he went pick nine. Right. And I know, I know, uh, you and I both, but I know you have often talked about the big dog eating. Where yes. are you on Derrick Henry this year? Uh, Rosen, Rosie's entirely out on Henry. I'm yeah. not. I, I, I haven't. I, 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 it's it's a good question. It's always a good debate because he has the potential to lead the NFL in touches. And we know that usage and he has the ability to hit, hit long runs. He's going to be the centerpiece of the offense, right? So there's definitely a, a bull case to be made here for him. And I think the bearish case is he's somewhat situation dependent. The Titans were obvious. I mean, I think according to Football Outsiders, they were one of the worst number one seeds in the history of of the league. I, I just, I worry about their team not being as good, them falling behind more that would cut into his touches. He is, I mean, if, if you look at his touches dating back to his final season in Alabama, this dude has been worked like, like crazy. Um, so is that starting to catch up with him? I, I do think he's an injury risk, but he also, you know, again, I mean, he could run the ball almost 400 times. They used him a little bit more in the passing game under Todd, Todd Downing last year. So he's a guy that, you know, I, I go back and forth. This year, I'm lower on him than ADP. But again, you can build a real strong bull case for him. I think I'm probably right there in the middle on him on ADP. I'm not like super bullish, but I'm yeah. not super bearish either. My, my answer to that is, is that while they've used him a ton, it's weird. When he came into the NFL, people forget like he couldn't get past DeMarco Murray. The, like the first couple of years he's in the NFL, he was basically DeMarco Murray's backup and Deion Lewis. Like they were Deion playing Lewis. Deion Lewis over him. And no. so the, it, the he, he, he had a couple of, quote, years of rest, if you will. That's true. And I also think that, like, the normal usage rules about, oh, you know, running backs over 400 carries or running backs over 300 carries year after year, like, just don't apply to a guy that's, like, that effing big. Like, he's just a genetic freak right. of nature that I don't think you've seen a running back that size since maybe Brandon Jacobs. And obviously, he has so much more speed than Jacobs. I mean, like, he's just he's just a different – beast you know what i mean like yeah. I, that's sort of my take on henry yeah. i think i mean I, I mean you know imagine being a, a 230 pound linebacker or a you know 210 pound safety meeting derrick henry on the second level mm. you know you i mean you gotta think about your family you, you have to make decisions based on your family <laughs> at that point, you know it's like when i first met silva like i had kind of you know i was his boss and i was you know, probably sometimes a little sharp with him when we would get into arguments. And then we finally met after a few years in Chicago. And I was like, oh, my God, look at this man. I can't believe I'm <laughs> Greg and Evan, when you guys like get this. into it, it was like watching my parents fight. 
And then, like, it was two people I loved and respected, and, and it also would get, like, shockingly personal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Silva's killing it with this draft, though. I have to, you know, we're, we're going to be taping our show, the Around the NFL podcast. Oh, Silva's again. coming on that, too. He's busy today. Happens to be on the same day. I, I'm giving Silva uh, the win so far through three rounds of all, all these right, teams. I'll take I it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I, by the way, Hearing uh, hearing Greg talk up, you know how much he loves Nick Chubb and hates Derrick Henry. I'm good. I'm not sure you want that compliment, Silva. I'm not sure. That's a, I, I don't hate Derrick Henry. That's like mid second round. Yeah, unbelievable. Who's on your? I don't even. I can't even say. Like I don't even know who's on anyone's team. I can't figure this out. Um, Camara Pitts. He goes Allen Robinson in four. That's bold, but I like I it. That. Oh, I uh, love Matthew that. Barry. What's it like being at the old stomping grounds again? Although it's not really the old stomping grounds, is it? It's it's much different. Much different. It's yeah. awesome. Honestly, it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I mean, it's weird because I I want to couch it because if if I sit here and say like how happy I am, it makes it sound like I hated ESPN and everything like that. Right. I I don't want to crap on ESPN like I had a great 15 year run there and I loved ESPN and I love I have a lot of friends still there and um so I I want to be you know careful there and I I don't want anyone to think that but I am so happy I I I am so happy to be here you seem happy you seem energetic you know (laughs) it just you know what Matthew you're glowing yeah (laughs) honestly it's a (laughs) if I had stayed at ESPN um, and they made me a really nice offer, a three-year extension. It, it would have been to do the same thing. And, I, you know, it just it felt like time. I just wanted to challenge myself, and I didn't want to just keep doing the same thing. And so the, the opportunity to try to come here and start a new podcast and start a Sunday show and, you know, the opportunity to be on Football Night in America and to actually get fantasy football into an awesome. NFL game pregame show, I thought that was just too much of an amazing opportunity that I couldn't pass up. Honestly, and Super and cool. everyone top to bottom here at NBC, this is going to sound like I'm kissing ass, but it's true. Top to bottom here at NBC has been nothing short of supportive and awesome. And how can we help and what can we do? And, you know, like, again, I like this thing. I said, like, we were like, hey, we should do some, you know, the idea was like, hey, we want to do a mock draft show. And I said, let's do a Roto World reunion show. Can we get Roto World alumni? And they were like, that's an awesome idea. Let's do that. Like, they have been so gung ho about everything. It's like, um, Evan, I, I honestly, I'm, I am so insanely happy. That's awesome. That, that's great to hear. And and the talent that we brought in for this re- reunion, I mean, it's just, it just goes to show, like, there, there, Andy Reid's coaching tree ain't got nothing on the on the Matthew Berry and the Roto World coaching tree. I right, mean, right. None of this, and and I'm taking off shortly, so I did want to yeah. say before I go, none of this yeah. would have happened without you, uh, Barry. Yeah. You you helped keep that site afloat, and I saw uh, up close every day. Uh, it was called All Star Stats back then. It was mostly yeah. a stat service, and Roto World was just like a little sprinkle add on for the people that were paying to have printouts sent to them of fantasy stats and you kept the lights on for for all of us before we got there and i remember how excited we were when nbc bought us in 06 yep and uh i think they put a little roto world 10 second ad during sunday night football in the preseason and now we got that. now you're back and you're and, on and, and i think night. a ton of people went to the site and the site crashed or something like <laughs> oh yeah. yeah yeah i mean what are some of your um some your some of your guys memories of of roto world Oh, before you go, Greg, because I, I thank you for your kind words. By the way, the truth of the matter is, is that we all owe a we all owe a debt of gratitude to Matthew Puglio because to your mm-hmm. point, Absolutely. it was All Star Stats. It was this commissioner service. The people that owned the company, they thought that was their big ticket to money, and so they just had this news service off to the side they didn't care about. And Matthew Puglio 
was the guy that um mm-hmm. you want to do him yeah do great Bateman? yeah let's do bateman sorry we're Juju like, we're, in the fourth I, we're honestly we, we're just like we need a wide receiver and like i don't know we're like i'm half paying attention like i don't know <laughs> Probably a terrible pick, but whatever. Barry's um, spinning right now. He's getting complimented yeah. too much. It's a strategy. <laughs> well, the, my, one of my early earliest memories was really I started reading Roto World when I, when I was in college. Um, you know, I would go to the library, supposedly going to study, but I'd really just be re- reading Roto World the entire time. And I would read a lot of baseball blurbs because Pulio was doing – Pouliot? Pulio? I don't know. Yeah, Pul- Julio, it's French, okay. right? Pul- French. Pulio. Pulio. Yeah. So he was doing the the, bur- the blurbs and they were so creative and they were predictive, which is something that stood out to me. Like it wasn't just hindsight analysis. It wasn't descriptive analysis. It was like, hey, this guy is actually better than, you know, his batting average right now. And, you know, he's going to come he's by low on him, you know, because he's going to regress back toward the mean. And that sounds kind of simplistic to us now. But I thought that at the time that was so brilliant. And he would also like make fun of managers. He loved to rip. I think he's a Red Sox fan. And yes, he loved yeah. to rip on Terry Francona. <laughs> Any chance that he had <laughs> in the blurbs, he would rip Terry Francona. <laughs> and um, I, that, that's what really drew me to, uh, to Roto World initially was, was Matthew uh, Puglio's uh, uh, blurb writing. He literally, for the first three years, every blurb, Every player, every sport, he wrote. It literally was – he was the only guy for like three years. And so I think we all owed a debt of gratitude. Uh, he gave me my start. And, uh, you know, I, I've been happy to give a bunch of people their starts, just like Greg gave uh, Evan and uh, Pat their starts. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a – it's been an amazing run of talent that have come through the doors at Roto World. And so it's something that uh, as we sort of rebring the – we bring the brand back, we want to celebrate and we want to um, I'll tell you guys and we'll talk offline, but that is something that uh, it is our hope here uh, that this isn't a one-off that we uh, that, you know, we, we, we celebrate and work with, with all you guys. Cause you guys all do great work. I mean, not you wrote a pat, you're already here, you know, like whatever, you know, <laughs> you're fine. You're already here. Yeah, right. But no, no, but honestly, like, like ETR does great work. We'd love to do more with, with ETR and, uh, NFL and be great. I mean, we're already, we're partners with the NFL, obviously in, in terms of the Sunday night broadcasts, but, um, we'd love to do all that. So appreciate that. And just do some draft analysis here. I'll just say, um, in a, in a league with three wide receivers, Jay, I think we totally F this draft up. Is <laughs> <laughs> that right? I mean, right. We, we had to reach for, for Juju at the end of the fourth and Bateman at the, at the top of the fifth. I'm trying to host this show and I've got like all these, I think if I've got didn't... all these notes and everything like that about what I'm supposed to do and never, never host a show and try to do a draft at the same time, especially with a I partner. Think so if, uh, yeah, if we didn't have the lobster rolls, maybe we wouldn't have gone Zeke. Mm. Back yeah. right. Greg, <laughs> have you got to go? I, I am going to take off. That, thanks for having me. Next time, I, I do want to do the draft itself because um, yeah. I want to prove Rosendahl, Evan wrong. When was the last time you drafted? I want to prove Evan wrong, and I want to show Rosenthal hasn't done an actual fantasy draft in years. I the, did he even do them when he worked that. for Roto World? Do, do you even play in fantasy leagues anymore? <laughs> my no. son, uh, I don't, to be honest. But um, <laughs> my, my son is starting a, a league this year. Um, he's very, he's into it. He's been begging me to do it. So I'm trying to get Evan's daughter in here. So we're, the, uh, you know, the next generation is, is taking over. Greg. He's, he's seven. Okay. That's great. Just do me a favor. I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to ask a personal favor of Evan and Pat. 
you talk to Greg's son just because otherwise, if Greg teaches him about fantasy, we just we might be screwed, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't teach him to take good players. That that's yeah, right. Off on the wrong <laughs> foot. Of yeah, he'll be screwed. He'll he'll take Juju and Rashad Bateman in rounds four and five. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah, you don't want that. No, tell him only draft situations, never draft players. Um, so. All right, see y'all, see y'all later. Thank you for having me, man. Rosie, you want a quick plug? Anything? Uh, no, we already mentioned it. Check out the, uh, the Around the NFL uh, Fantasy Extravaganza will be out this week, but we're doing three or four shows a week, so that's, that's, the, that's the focus here of the podcast. All right, great. Well, we'll check that out, Around the NFL, and follow him on Twitter, at Greg Rosenthal. Rosie, my friend, great to see you, brother. Great seeing you guys all together. See you. See you, Greg. Uh, a lot right, of Pat and Evan as well. Okay. Are we, we're saying goodbye to Pat and Evan? Yeah, we're booting him. We're, yeah. we're, right. They're out. Well, They're afraid um, we well, will start on. fighting. Before we do, so Pat uh, Pat does all the uh, all the rankings. He does blurbs. Pat, what's going on on, uh, on RotorWorld.com right now? Give us a plug for uh, what you've got going on. Just this week, got a new Superflex mock draft up in our draft guide. I have like a rankings update article coming out in a day or two, just kind of cataloging the big change, you know, big – Preseason weekend, a lot of changes after last weekend. Got a rankings update coming out. Have an ADP article coming out soon where I'm going to kind of be examining uh, like the most like fateful, like the, the hinge point ADP basically of around like the player with the widest range of outcomes, like the player who will like be winning or losing drafts in that round, kind of going round by round by round. And, you know, this weekend, final weekend of the preseason, it's not the, not like it used to be. We used to, you know, third week of the preseason, we used to do like full game write-ups, but people don't play their starters anymore. And if they do, they play two series, but still going to be a lot of news. So we're going to have news on the site all weekend. I got podcasts coming out, got everything. So and final cuts coming up next Tuesday as well. So keep it locked to the site for that. We'll have every cut blurbed. Uh, so just a really, really big, busy week in Roto World. Sounds good. RotoWorld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com. Based on your ADP and your rankings, how, how, uh, how badly did we reach for Juju Smith-Schuster? <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, I'm part of the Juju click, so uh, it was just fine to me. Uh, the guy's going to draw the most targets year. from the best football player on the planet. I, I'm, I'm more than okay with him, man. Yeah, I think he's going to have a monster year. Rota Pat, we will see you. Evan, um, obviously, everyone can follow you uh, at uh, – oh, and everyone follow Pat at Roto Pat. Uh, Evan, everyone follows you at, at Evan Silva. EstablishTheRun.com. Again, can't recommend the site enough. It is uh, – if you are a hardcore player – and if you're watching a freaking 12-person mock draft on YouTube, you're a hardcore you player. Are. Um, I, I think uh, I think Establish the Run does great work. So um, thanks I'm so much a for you. But uh, anything, at, uh, Evan, you want to specifically mention? Anything you got specifically coming out on ETR? No. Um, well, I mean, there's there's always a bunch of stuff coming up T- tonight. Uh, I'm getting excited about this uh, this live draft event in uh, Oak Park, Illinois, right outside Chicago. you got to come one of these years, Matthew Barry. I know this is the busiest time of year for all of us, so it's really difficult. But if you're ever in the Chicago area toward this time of year in August, please come out. I mean, that would be an an absolute thrill. It would be amazing to have you. Um, But, I, um, you know, that's going to be my thing tonight, starting at 7 o'clock tonight uh, at Kettle Strings uh, Restaurant in uh, Oak Park, Illinois. That's what I'm all excited about right now. Yeah, I saw you tweet about it. That's such a, that's a yeah. cool thing. It's such a community yeah. thing. I think you told me you said you guys had like se- over seventy people last year in yep. the rain and expecting a bigger crowd this year. Yep. So that'd be great. Do you yep. know what your pick is? Do you know what league you're in in that particular thing? No, I think we we haven't de- we we, we kind of decide that uh, at the place. So I don't know. We'll, yeah, but uh, 
thanks so much for uh, inviting me on. And um, you guys have a bunch of talented guests to get to. So I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off, but uh, great seeing you guys. Appreciate you, Evan. We'll All see right. you soon. Talk All to right. you soon, man. Later. Appreciate you. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, uh, let's now, and I think uh, it's our turn to draft as uh, we, I see uh, Lawrence Jackson from Roto World and uh, Evan's co-host, co-owner of Establish the Run, Adam Levitan. We'll talk about you guys in a second. We're up. Jalen Hurts? I think Jalen Hurts. I think ride or die. Ride or die. Yeah, I think we've got to go Jalen Hurts here. Yeah. Um, so we're doing it. So we got a minute to draft. Um, our wide receivers are, are a little <laughs> dicey. <laughs> yeah. um, if I'm being honest, it feels like it would be a real reach here. So we do play two flexes in this. So you got Eli Mitchell. I want no part of – we're sort of in the running back dead zone. You know, I'm looking at sort of ADP. It's like CEH, Antonio Gibson, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris. I want Rashad Mike, Penny. You want Rashad Penny? Chase Edmonds. I like Chase Edmonds a lot. I mean, we're all over the board in ADP, but Rashad Penny will do it. Yeah, that's good. Huge Rashad upside. Penny, huge upside. Big upside. Please, no one pay attention. Please don't publish this draft. <laughs> this is just for us, right? This is just for us. Like, no one's going to see this, right? I'm just asking my producer – Steve, like, no one's – we're not publishing this, right? No, okay, they're, they're saying no. All right, good. Um, hey, joining us – okay, so joining us right now uh, – uh, right now, um, so uh, Adam Levitan, who worked uh, from Roto World. He wrote the waiver column from uh, – in Roto World. Adam, when did you work for Roto World? Do you remember what years? Oh, yeah. I mean, it changed my life, man. I, um, I was writing this – fantasy column for something called the Metro newspaper. I sent some clips to Greg Rosenthal in uh, 2005, 2006. Didn't hear anything back from him for four or five, six months. I was getting ready to, you know, do something real with my life. And then like one day I got an email from Greg. It said, Hey, sorry, it took me so long to get back to you. Uh, you know, we don't have any spots for writing articles, but you can come on and do some news blurbs or try doing some news blurbs for us. And that was in 2007 or so and so i started off just doing hourly work on on news blurbs and um yeah i was with roto world until i left in uh in 2015 so yeah it really changed my life for sure so so 2000 so till 2015 what was your first year 2007 to 2015 yeah 2007 to 2000 uh 2015 so really a long long run and then right you and evan left uh to to go to us you established established the run uh dot com i um I blew a lot of smoke up of uh, Evan's butt when he was here too, but I'll just say to you, I think you guys do great work there. Um, I think it's a, I think it's a terrific site, and uh, you know, uh, I would love to, uh, you know, uh, Roto World is proud of its alumnus, so you guys have done absolutely. Congratulations on all the success. Yes, uh, that you guys well, have there. 
Really appreciate it. Welcome back to you. That's great. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Also, uh, my buddy, Lawrence Jackson, at Lord Don't Lose, Fantasy Life <laughs> alumnus, Lawrence Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He the NBC. He, we, you know, we were both uh, doing some Fantasy Life stuff. He got here first. Uh, Lawrence, good to see you, my friend. You too, man. What's going on? What's, I'm, I, damn, I actually think I'm on the clock. I'm either on the All clock right. or I'm next, one of the two. Figured out. Listen, we've we've screwed our draft six ways till Sunday. I, I, like, Why don't you you and Jay will co-host and you'll co-manage a team? I'm like, great, sure. Yeah. And meanwhile, like, I, anyway, my team's a disaster. Sean it's Penny. awful. Yeah, it's uh, Yahoo's gonna give us an F. I, I, I would I was just like y'all, yeah, man. I'm I'm out here struggling on receivers. I'm looking right now. I'm gonna just go ahead and take uh DeAndre Hawkins right here since it's already down bad for my receiving crew right now. You know. Well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny when you get into a league with with a lot of a lot of smart people that all sort of uh, know what they're doing and everything like that. And you just like we're all avoiding this running back dead zone. This, you know, the Miles Sanders, the Antonio Gibson. The right, Dominic. right, right. You know, we we all hate the same guys. Uh, Adam, do you have a memory of uh, of your time at Roto World? Is anything you know? Is there one specific thing that sort of uh, jumps out at you? Yeah, you know, when I I, the name Roto World. Yeah, I mean, you know, people started using Roto World as a verb while I was there. You know, it was like, oh, you want to do a trade? Did you Roto World him? And I was like, wait a minute, Roto World's ah. not Roto World's not a verb. You know, and people and and I started hearing everybody say that, and it kind of got, um, you know, nobody would do a trade, nobody would make a waiver pickup without Roto Worlding someone first, and that was really cool uh, for sure. I, I'd say another memory was was the lockout year because people probably don't remember but you know we were not busy at all throughout the whole lockout obviously and then when the lockout ended they did everything at once free agency the draft trades i mean it was like everything at once and that turned into a mess where all of us were uh kind of on our last limbs and um you know i have good memories of west from that time talking about uh going to drink beer instead of doing more blurbs and stuff like that and so yeah those were those were the days, man. It was it was fun for sure. Damian Pierce goes. I'm just sort of looking at this last round. We're finally starting to start see see some of these. We took Penny, like Lawrence. What do you think I, of Damian Pierce going after Clyde Edwards Hilaire? Who would you be taking out of those two guys first? I, I would I would go Damian Pierce, man. And and as you can see, they both went pretty close right here. At this point, I would just want to go with the upside of Damian Pierce instead of getting involved with what's probably going to be a three-man committee out there in Kansas City. Um, Jared McKinnon definitely going to get some love. We see Pacheco uh, trying to do his thing. So I would just go with Pierce since only to really do he got to beat out is Marlon Matt. So I would ride with Pierce definitely. So whoever I, – okay got him. So that that's solid right there. Pierce is definitely somebody that's, you know, risen a lot up in, in, in preseason. Adam, I follow you on Twitter, so I know you talk about, uh, you know, preseason trends quite a bit. I know that's something you guys are doing at ETR as well. You know, it's, and it's always with, with preseason, like it's, it's sifting through like, hey, this is, this is actual buzz. This, there's a reason for this. And I think with Pierce, it's legitimate. And there's also like the, you know, best shape of his career, blah, blah, blah. That, you know, I, I always feel like, you know, last couple of years, as Pacheco, as Isaiah Pacheco has sort of gotten uh, some love, people bring up Darwin Thompson as sort of the poster boy of preseason buzz that then absolutely fizzled. Uh, I know you are a huge preseason snaps guy, and you look at all that stuff. Are there any guys in the preseason that have that have significantly m- moved up your ranks 
yeah. and or are there buzzy guys that you're like you're just ignoring you don't buy yeah I, I think Pierce is a good point as someone who coaches speak with their actions in other words hey Marlon Mack you're gonna play in this game hey Rex Burkhead you're gonna play in this game Damian Pierce you're gonna rest in this game teams don't do that to a fourth round rookie I question the upside a little bit of playing running back for the Texans when other guys are going to be in there like is Clyde Edwards-Alaire in a timeshare worth more than Damian Pierce as a feature back I don't think that's crazy uh, to think that at all. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I think there hasn't been as much this year. We obviously got a really long look at what the Chiefs think of Ronald Jones. Um, they don't think much of Ronald Jones. We've certainly backed off him. I think the Kenny Galladay stuff where he's mixing a bit with Colin Johnson, I think that's a little bit scary, but you see that reflected in ADP. Kenny Galladay goes in the 13th or 14th round. Um, yeah, the, the the snap count stuff in the preseason hasn't been, I think, as plentiful this year, not much of it matters. I just think what does matter matters a lot. Oh, the Traylon Burks thing. I'm so tired of talking about Traylon Burks, but Traylon Burks is down bad right now, man. I mean, he's he's buried for sure. I, I think that he's going to start off as number four or number five wide receiver for the Titans. And that's bad because, I mean, they're going to start Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Kyle Phillips and Robert Woods, 30 years old, off in ACL. And so it doesn't look great for, Actually, for Traylon way, Burks. Robert right Woods just went in this round, like in the where, where we're in the we're in the eighth round of a 12 team, three wide receiver drop. I love Woods at that that spot there. I I think he's going to get a massive target share. He looks to be healthy. This is a guy who's been a top yeah. 20 wide receiver every year of his career, or at least every year since he's been in Los Angeles. He was up and down in Buffalo. I, I kind of like Woods this year at, at where he's going ADP-wise. Yeah. It, it's just tough for me to get excited about a 30-year-old off an sure. ACL playing with Ryan Tannehill, but I hear you. His, his ADP is certainly palatable. Hey, if they put him out, if they put that man out there week one – He's good to go in my book. And, and, and the fact that Traylon Burks ain't getting off to the start they want him to, Robert Woods is easily far and away uh, their best option in the passing game. It's going to take uh, – it look like it's going to take Traylon a, a little bit to uh, catch up to speed there. Mm-hmm. All right, we're up. We need some receivers. We need some, we're <laughs> so brutal. I mean, so, you know what? I mean, what we could do here is like – I mean, we're so all over the, all over the place here, but just you want to talk about sort of – uh, preseason buzz. Romeo Dub- Dobbs is there. George Pickens is there. Just in, ter- uh, in terms of sort of preseason buzzy guys, Isaiah McKenzie is there. As I'm going through sort of the wide receivers. Any of those guys, Adam, uh, in terms of preseason buzz that you sort of like? And Lawrence, then I want your, your thoughts as well. But we have 25 seconds left. Yeah, I, I think the Dub stuff has gotten a bit too hype. Same with the Pacheco stuff. Yeah, Pickens is going to play a lot, but I don't know how many guys that that they can support. I, I don't want to say yeah. I have some players. I have some wide receivers in my queue that that I'm looking at, and I'm right next to you guys. Yeah, fair enough. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Let's do, let's do Devin Singletary. I'm with you on Devil Devin Singletary. Very That's unsexy, but very unsexy, but perfectly fine. Perfectly yeah. fine. You do play too. You. I'll just I'll just say this. Um, just talk about draft strategy for a second. So like. People went wide receiver crazy in this league, and so we're sort of chasing wide receivers here. We haven't even filled out. Like, we only have two wide receivers in a three-wide receiver league, and we're we're now into round nine. So we're a little screwed. So my thought is, is I think the value is at running back, right? Yeah. I mean, we so, so, again, if you find yourself in a draft like this and you've completely screwed it up the way Jay and I have – then I think what you can do is try to get get yourself to, some depth. Again, you don't need to leave the draft with a perfect team. What mm-hmm. you can do is you can say like, okay, you know what? They're gonna people are gonna need running backs. You know, let's let's build up some depth here. And so I like Devin Singletary. I think he's gonna play with the ones he played. I think every snap that Josh Allen was out there in the last game, like 
he's going to be the guy. I'm not, I don't think Zach Moss or James Cook are going to be a thing. Uh, you know, maybe Cook on third down a little bit, but I think Devin Singletary gets a, a pretty healthy workload with one of the best offenses in football. And so then do we trade one of our better running backs because we feel like we can use Singletary to get a better wide receiver, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like again, we don't have a lot of leverage, but no, but you're trying come. to, you're trying to, you're trying to get building blocks, yep. you know, um, Lawrence, where, so where are you at some of these uh, preseason buzz guys? Anyone yeah. out there that have sort of uh, caught your eye? Yeah, so um, you were mentioning uh, George Pickens and Romeo Dobbs. Uh, I, when, when it comes to those two players, I would definitely just go with the uh, better player in that situation, which would be George Pickens. But just like Adam said, like how many Steelers receivers you really going to draft? Um, if Kenny Pickett get in there at quarterback, it might not, it ain't going to be as bad. You know, he he doesn't he don't run the ball like Mitchell Trubisky. Um, he's looked good in the preseason. I feel a lot better drafting multiple Steelers receivers with Kenny Pickett at quarterback. Dobbs, Aaron Rodgers just said it. He likes him, but he would prefer that the veterans start out first. So at best right now, coming out the gate in the beginning of the season, he wide receiver four on that team. He got to work his way up. So I would go uh, Pickens definitely over Dobbs right now. There you go. Adam, any uh... – so you you've now who did you end up taking? You took Chase Claypool. Is that you? Yeah, I had that's me. I I, I had a couple other guys. I, I was uh, considering. I had Garrett Wilson in the, in the queue, Cordero Patterson, um, Tyler Boyd, Traylon Burks. But um, yeah, I think Steelers will play three wide receiver as a base this year. Twenty one out of their twenty five snaps in their second preseason game were in three wide receiver, and Claypool plays the slot there. And like yep. I know he was bad last year. He got benched at a point last year. Dude is 6'4", 238, playing the slot. I mean, if they give him chances, I think he can win there. And maybe it's like part of his progression towards being a tight end or whatever, you know, but uh, people who don't like him say that. But, uh, you know, these big guys in the slot certainly intrigue me. So I like getting Claypool there. I actually have Claypool uh, slightly ahead of Pickens, but uh, not by a lot. I'll just say this. We've been saying this on the show. Um, For everyone that's just like, ah, Trubisky, Kenny Pickett, who knows? Like, we whoever is quarterback Steelers, I think it's an upgrade. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think people like the people that are like, oh, you're, we're, like they didn't watch football last year. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger was awful. Bottom like, five, I, yes. easily bottom five. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he's been awful for two. He was awful for two years. So yeah. I, I think that I get it with Trubisky and Pickett's a rookie, but those guys are both going to be actually fairly big upgrades. I think the Steelers' offense will be better this year than it was last year. Trubisky, I, I don't think Trubisky's terrible. No, I agree. But the problem is they have the league's worst offensive line, like stone cold worst offensive line in the entire league. But besides that, they have good pieces on offense for sure. They do. And 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 hopefully and Trubisky's mobility will help offset that. Um, I'm being told to tell you guys goodbye. Just so you know, it's not me. It's Brian Rubin. He wants to get rid of you guys. I would talk to you forever. Just to be clear, if you're angry about the, your lack of time here, uh, Brian Rubin is the person. To uh Adam, we will check you out on Twitter at Adam Levitan. Do we think we ever get an updated uh, photo uh, for you? Uh, I, Twelve in your Twitter bio. I plan to die with that as my profile picture. Okay. So no, that's fantastic. You'll be like you're gonna look like me. You're gonna you'll be my age one day, and you'll still have that Twitter profile with a full head of hair. Um, anyway, we'll follow you there, and we'll check all out your stuff at establishtherun.com. Again, you guys do. Uh, great work there. Lawrence Jackson at Lord Don't Lose. Follow him on Twitter. We will see you on Roto World and establish, uh, not established, <laughs> NBC Sports. Establish the Roto World. Establish the Roto World. 
We're bringing Roto World back, and you are a big piece of it, my friend. Lawrence, we'll talk to you soon. What do you got coming up this week? Anything? Any pieces? It's uh, weekly roundups, man. Uh, stock up, stock down, and just getting ready for that season grind, baby. That's it. All right. Appreciate <laughs> you. All right, man. Lawrence, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Now let's bring in uh, from Roto World is Denny Carter and uh, a, another alumnus. Yes. And that is Josh Norris, the face of underdog fantasy. <laughs> Josh Norris, who's draft analyst, podcast pioneer, oh, yeah. I'm told, at Roto World. Were you the first podcaster at Roto World, Josh? So I think Adam and Kay might claim this. They did like two episodes, but you know, once you do 550 straight, Matthew, I think you can claim it for yourself, right? So yeah, this, absolutely. Is, this is how we ended it. So. Yeah, thousand percent. Screw Adam. Screw Kay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who the, are they? Who are those people? You know what? Yeah, you're the podcast pioneer. We're calling it. We're calling it right now. Welcome back. Denny Carter, also with a jacket. Another blazer. Yeah, yeah another blazer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I got to class it up a little. He said, hey, let's let's do let's blazer it up. Yeah. Yeah. I called Pat before. I said, we're doing the blazer. We're, we're bringing some, you know, some oomph to the, the podcast. You, you guys are there in your T-shirts and your jerseys. We, we want to balance it a little bit. That's all. Little- yeah. We're, we're in a bar set wearing T-shirts. Whatever. I'm a 50-year-old man in a T-shirt. I want to thank Josh. Denny, just so you understand, I just realized this. Just I had this crystallizing moment. I just realized this. This is, this is what my life has become. I'm a 50-year-old man in a fake bar wearing a T-shirt Talking on a on a Zoom call about fake football yep. with eleven other people next to an Australian, it's a, next to an Australian guy in a Chad Pennington jersey. Oh. Somehow, yeah. my life is, like, <laughs> is that what that is? What, yeah, what a world! What a world! Josh, I appreciate you jumping off my TV uh, for long enough to draft with us. Uh, every time I turn on my TV, Josh is there. I And when I'm at a bar or restaurant, I say, oh, my God, I know that guy. And then they Not, kick me out. Speaking of Matthew, an old podcast bit that we had with Denny was to just get Denny's thoughts on random things. So if you will allow me to, I would love yeah. to take a minute to figure this out. Okay. By all means. Denny, your thoughts on cruises. Cruises? Like cruise ships. Uh, in the current pandemic age it sounds like the biggest nightmare of all time it sounds like that's where i if i go to hell i will be on a cruise forever in in hell yeah do you think there's a certain type of person that goes on a cruise like now presently oh man i mean do we not want to alienate any of the audience potentially that might that might happen i know our our rich rebar who's in this draft recently went on a cruise and he had a great time we love reeves (laughs) so i I love i do love rich so i can't say anything bad (laughs) Uh, i've been on cruise i will say this I've been on two cruises in my life, not uh, both pre-pandemic. But when you have kids, it's actually great. Like, yeah. I mean, I have a lot of kids. And so we took our kids young. And so I'm it bragging. is great because they can sort of run around a little bit. And they're more or less safe. like there's not they can't go anywhere. It's like I'm self-contained. Right. It's self-contained entertainment. It's, a, it's correct. It is self-contained entertainment. I mean, I do you know, I do think about some of the stuff that I remember from the cruises where they would just have like. You know, it was all those inclu- all inclusive. Yeah. And so I just think about all the different people like going up to like the ice cream machine and like <laughs> and the sodas. And so, yeah, I mean, it is just a yeah. germ fest. Yeah. Um, uh, not for nothing. Oh, it's our turn to draft. At this point, like we're so uh, we're so out on everything. Let's go filter back to everything. Uh, did you, did you guys get That's ambushed by the receiver player. craziness? Um, I'm kind of into. Uh, oh, God. Brian Robinson. Brian Robinson is interesting. Carter, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Still Gordon, nice. we could do that. You know, there's also Dak Prescott. We could trade Jalen Hurts, you know, like as we're talking about getting depth. Whatever, we've completely effed this draft. Um, <laughs> so, Welcome to the world of hosting and drafting at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's awful. 
All right, we got 10 seconds left. <laughs> Make a call. Whoever you want. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Yeah, sure. uh, right. You have to do two in a row. That, that's right. Awesome. We do have to do two in a row. Oh, but just no, to... you pressed the wrong button. Oh, <laughs> no. Just oh, got, got him in. We got him in. We got him in. Wow. There you go. But by the way, that's, that, that is every moment in every draft. Yeah. We have 10 seconds left. We have to pick something. Oh, we hate them all. Uh, Who do you want? Uh, uh, Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Melvin Gordon is the perfect pick for that situation. Yes. You're right He's about that. Yeah. He is yeah. the logical endpoint. Yeah. Speaking of Melvin Gordon, Matthew, by the way, what? I, I think my team was, was heavily influenced by everyone overlooking certain players. Like everyone wants to leave Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out for dead. Everyone wants to leave. Damian Harris out for dead. DK Metcalf's not going to do well in Seattle. Uh, James Conner, no one wants to draft James Conner in round three, and I just wanted to benefit from this and, and add them to my team. Where, where'd you get oh, Damian we Harris? Did we, we miss our pick? We ought to draft Jacoby Myers. We ought to, we ought to draft Jacoby Myers. You did. What the F? This is the worst. By the way, you know what? I've loved my time uh. at Roto World since I've come back, <laughs> except for this moment where I've had to mock draft while hosting 12 other people. I've got uh. a, I've got all these notes about everything that I'm supposed to do. It's like, He's like the all, he's yeah. the perfect auto draft guy, Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers never, is the like human being never presses uh, the button to draft Jacoby Myers. That was awful. <laughs> I didn't even. And by the way, and I'm also like, and this is an excuse, but like I have, I just honestly I haven't drafted on Yahoo before. Like I mean, <laughs> no seriously, I mean I spent 15 years at ESPN. I kind of like constantly draft on ESPN. Yeah. Like I, I've, I've done a lot more underdog drafts. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, underdog's been ex in existence for like three years. Mm. Like I've literally done a ton more underdog graphs than I ever have on Yahoo. So I'm still trying to learn the, you know, everyone's got their different. Mm. I, I'm I don't totally understand. Playing on a different surface. I'm playing on a different surface. Yeah, yeah totally. Like so, um, uh, Josh, I think you uh, listen. I'm a big fan of underdog. You guys do great work there. It's it's just it's such a fun platform, and I think you've done uh, a terrific job. Thank you. Uh, kind of as the face of that company. Uh, I agree with Denny. It, you do show up on TV a lot. Like I don't know what the ad spend is for Underdog, but like um, it's impressive. Do you? I, here's a question for you: Do you get recognized in public now? No, no. I really? live in Brooklyn. My name isn't attached to anything. At one point, hopefully, someone will like come up to me at the gym and be like, "Hey, you're not as pale in real life," or like, "Hey." Huh. The screen does add 15 extra pounds. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sure things like this have been said to you, Matthew. But yes. no, right right now I'm just the guy in the black T-shirt yelling at you to uh, win $2 million playing fantasy football, which is pretty yeah. cool. It's Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad at all, right? Which is pretty cool. Um, Denny, any thoughts on this draft so far? I mean, uh, we hate our team. Can I, can, I, can I talk about Denny's team? Soon to hate your own team. Can I talk about Denny's team? Because sure. he did something absolutely egregious to start this draft, okay? So we are here at the end of round three, the 310 selection. He takes Gabriel Davis, who I love, but oh, yeah. ahead of DJ Moore, Mike Williams, Jalen Waddell, Cortland Sutton, Terry McLaurin, and PPR. I love Gabriel Davis. Love yeah. him. But some of those names, when we were considering the scoring, Denny, that's – that's over a stamp DJ that's Moore, counting the like table. Over DJ Moore is a bit egregious. It, it, it sounds like you don't love him enough. No, what, no, what I'm no. I, no. I, I love him ahead of everyone else in the world except for you. So like what? Six billion people Denny, besides Denny, you? Be honest, Denny. I, here's a question. I'm going to take Josh's question and just redirect it slightly. Be honest. Would you, if this were a draft that actually counted, thank God yeah. it doesn't because, again, we just f***ing <laughs> off how to draft Jacoby Myers. Uh, I'm sorry, Alexa. Alexa told me not to say the F word, and I just did. I'm sorry. I got outdrafted. Uh, Jacoby Myers. I'm allowed one, but um, like, 
you know, what I would say here is, is like, if this were a real draft, would you still draft Gabriel Davis over DJ Moore? Or is this you trying to show off in, in an expert draft? Because that happens in expert drafts all the time. Where like, does. I want to stake a claim to this guy or that guy. And so you make like some sort of like crazy pick. Like, look how right. high I am on Gabriel Davis. Right. No, no, it, it, there, you know, to, uh, to use an appropriate phrase, uh, we, we like to peacock with each other when yeah. we're, uh, nice. you know, when we're on here. So, so I, man. I may have been doing a little of that, but I am, I'm sick and tired of being in sharp draft rooms, which is, this is a lot, tons of sharp guys and, and, uh, and missing out on Gabe Davis. I have, this has happened to me three or four times this summer and I refuse to let it happen again. I, I, I reached for him. It is a reach. It is a reach, but I feel okay about it because of the draft room. Now in a casual draft room, I certainly wouldn't have taken him there. I would have waited at least one round. What's the opposite of peacocking? Because I think we anti-peacocked with taking yeah. Jacoby Myers on auto draft. On auto draft. I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Whatever. It's good By balls. the way, watch Jacoby Myers have like the greatest season of <laughs> yeah, all time. Yeah. Watch him catch 120 yeah, balls from Matt Jones. Cooper Cup and Jacoby Myers. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, Josh, uh, what's your team looking like? I, I don't even. I can't even see on the screen. Yeah, what's while your... you were auto drafting Jacoby Myers, I, I I made this claim that I was happy to inherit all the people that everyone is overlooking this season, like casting okay. out for dead, like James Conner in round three. For someone, for some reason, no one wants to draft James Conner despite them not filling in whatever Chase Edmonds yep. had, and you know that role was between the twenties that Chase Edmonds had. James Conner had all the high value touches, and now he's going to be used maybe 75 percent of the time the same can be said for Clyde Edwards Elayer who by all accounts by us watching the preseason I think he's locked in as their top running back Damian Harris you know Ramondre Stevenson goes multiple picks or even sometimes multiple rounds ahead of him now and has he lost the goal line role who knows and then DK Metcalf everyone's just casting him off because of playing in Seattle which granted but we're also getting him here at the top of the fifth round so I'm, I'm just dropping all the value allowing it to stack up on my team because I like uh, these good offenses and good teams. I, I agree with a, I agree with a lot of that assessment. I, I'm, I'm out on CEH, okay. although I don't mind where you got him. But I'm totally with you on James Conner. We actually thought about James Conner instead of Zeke. It was like right there, yep. back and forth. He wanted to go Zeke over Conner. I have Conner actually ranked higher than Zeke. I, I'm with you. My love-hate list comes out on Thursday, uh, tomorrow actually, uh, assuming I, I get it finished in time. Um, heads up, Ed Williams, you might have a late night editing. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, but yeah, James Conner is on my – I agree with you. The goal line role is there. He was a top six running back in the weeks that a, a Chase Edmonds missed last year. Oh, yeah. He, he's a People are like, oh, the, the touchdowns are going to regress. And, like, I, I don't think they actually are. Cardinals have been um, top two in goal-to-go rushing attempts each of the last two seasons. They like that. Kingsbury likes that. And he's more involved in the passing game. I think people would be shocked to know that he was top 10 in receiving yards among running backs last year. Like people yeah. don't realize what a good pass catcher James Conner is. So I like that call. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, you know, Damian Harris is fine. I just, I'm team Ramondre over Damian oh, Harris. So am I, but I mean, Matthew, you know, this. Back, value. Back, back, back in June, Ramondre Stevenson was going 38 picks after than he is now. You know, like there's a huge shift. And I think that this can kind of get into the group think of what fantasy football is, where are we sure that Ramondre should now be drafted over Damian Harris or jump up 40 spots? Like it's I'm I'm taking the one that now is a drop in value, because especially what we've seen the preseason is one guy gets a series. The next guy gets a series. One guy gets a series. The next guy gets a series. And 
Ty Montgomery is also factored in with that, but I wouldn't be shocked if that backfield is condensed down to two people now versus, you know, the, the typical three that we've seen for the Patriots in its history. Well, Belichick said that yesterday, pretty much. Right. He said it's going to come down to those two guys. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brian Rubin, Darth Rubin, he didn't like that point, Josh. So he says you've got to go. Uh, Danny as well. Unfortunately, we've got to boot you, fellas, and, and bring in the next cycle. Uh, so, um, Denny, uh, real quickly, we can follow you on Twitter at CD Carter, right? CD Carter 13. At CD Carter 13. Sorry, I forgot the number. Um, I, it's hard to keep track of that. What's the real account and all the parodies yeah, no, no of, your, uh, of your Twitter account? <laughs> that is true. Check out your stuff at rotorworld.com, NBCSportsEdge.com. Uh, it's at Josh Norris, right? It is, it is. And uh, the Underdog Football Show. Having a blast. Matthew, this has been so much fun. Thanks for every, for getting everyone together. And uh, long live Rotoworld, everyone. Long live Rotoworld. And uh, congratulations on the success at Underdog. Uh, you know, the, uh, the funding round is amazing and it's a lot of fun. Cool. So, and everyone uh, in the studio, by the way. Great to see you. Big way. Miss you all. See ya. Obvious. We'll see you, Josh. We'll see it. Let's uh, let's bring in another great Roto World alumnus. That's what's been amazing is how the, the the big names that have come through. I don't think people realize just how insane the alumni is at Roto World. At Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar comes in here, currently working uh, over at Sharp Football Analysis, Roto World. Um, I'm uh, – yeah, let's draft him. Let's draft. Yeah, we tried to draft uh, him last time. Yeah, so we got top. Oh, no, no, it's 27. No, it, 27 oh. picks until our turn. It's not, we're not up yet. Oh, we're yeah, anyway, it's fine. Dak Whatever. Prescott. <laughs> we might have taken anyway. Oh, did we get Jalen Tolbert? Okay. Yeah, we just got him. Who, oh, and we got Dak Prescott. Um, we, we got auto drafted again. But that's a good auto drop. We might have taken it. Yeah, okay, about that's fine. The second quarterback. That's yeah. good. Fine. Um, whatever. Our team is awful, Rich Rebar. Please don't look at our team. Please enjoy. Anyway, Sharp Football Analysis. I'm actually in business with Sharp Football Analysis. They're part of rotopath.com. Thrilled to have it. Uh, I said this to Evan Silva about his uh, matchups come. I will say this about Rich Rebar and his worksheet. I think uh, your worksheet is one of the iconic, truly great columns in fantasy football history, Rich. So um, it is, uh, it's great to have you here on the show. Also, Kyle Dvorak. Uh, do I, Kyle, did I say your name right? You did. You. That's. It's almost shocking for someone to go one of one on their first try on my name. That is absolutely correct. You'll be Kyle D from here on out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just retire that. But, Alberto, uh, Kyle D. You know the greats. And and Road World. Rich, what are you? Any memories of your time? How, when were you at Roto World? You know, and I, I mean, I remember discovering you at Roto World and reading the worksheet every week. Uh, when were you at Roto World from? Oh, let's see. So Roto World was my first full-time job in the industry, you know, at NBC, you know, uh, you know, Ed and Brett hired me. I uh, want to say it was 2016, 2017, I, I believe, you know, it was uh, a long journey here. Jobs like this didn't exist that you had a Matthew, uh, but you were the only one uh, when I was, you know, kind of, you know, exiting, ed- exiting school and, you know, stepping into the real world, you know, so to speak. That's so. a very nice way of saying I'm old. I appreciate that. It's <laughs> <laughs> the nicest way of saying I'm old and dirty. I appreciate that. Yeah. How do we get to do what Matthew does? How do I get one of those jobs? And it, it took till I was 35. Um, and so, and you were at Roto World how long until you left to go work with Warren? Uh, I want to say almost four years three years I, I believe and then yeah you know warren came in the great summer of me and evan and ray all left all at once unfortunately uh in, in like a span of like almost like three weeks 
Um, but yeah, it was great. You know, I love it. I, you know, I, I always keep the bridges open and lines of communication open up to all the guys I treat. They're like my family, man. Uh, you know, so I, I always, anytime they reach out and need me to help out, I'm always in, in to come to the road world. Uh, I wish I could come to the studio with you guys. Yeah, well, listen. Well, you're you're welcome to come. You know, we love our Roto World alumni. We're bringing it back. We're bringing Roto World back. I've said this to a lot of the guests over the course of the show. We're, we're bringing it back, and um, this is not the the only time we will do this. We will we will continue. Uh, we really want to embrace our alumni. We think it's an impressive. I think it's uh, honestly, I think it's something really impressive. The amount of talent that has come through Roto World is sort of mind boggling. Honestly, when you think about guys like you or Evan Silva or Adam Levitan, right? Or Josh Norris, right? Or, or Greg Rosenthal, right? I mean, um, you know, it just on and on and on. Uh, Kay Adams who's coming up, Graham Barfield, right? I mean, like it, the list just keeps going on and on and on. Um, it was amazing. Like we literally had to narrow down the list because we also have a bunch of great analysts here at Roto World, like, like Kyle, like Pat, like Denny, um, like Lawrence. Uh, and of course, Kyle, Kyle, how do you feel about your draft so far? Do you hate I your was, team as much as we hate ours? Because we hate our team. So we are, uh, you know, coordinating the draft in a, in a Slack channel. And I took the running backs who were getting the we most touches. Slack channel? Yeah, we don't have oh, Slack well, like I, <laughs> There is a, a secret Slack channel. Actually, Pat just took two picks I wanted. So now I feel upset about it. I was made fun of. I was ridiculed for taking David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs. And I get it. I don't want to be the guy taking them. But it's not yeah, like no it's not like I was taking them where they were going. Oh, I don't know. In July, like you guys are all smart. We have all sort of found a resting point on where they should go. And my team, I didn't. They were my first running backs. I needed to find some guys with touches. I couldn't wait five weeks to get Tony Pollard, you know, going in after Zeke in week nine or whatever. That that wasn't going to work out for my team. So I was made fun of for taking these boomer picks. And I, I in fact, feel great about my team. Honestly, Kyle, I will, I will tell you this, and I think that's an important point, and I think that's kind of the point that Josh was making as well, slightly different way, which is like, again, yes. no one likes – you don't like David Montgomery. You definitely don't like Josh Jacobs. But at some point, every player has value. And to your point, like, especially with Khalil Herbert's injury, like, David Montgomery, like, literally might have 20 touches a game at least to start the season. And, and so um, every player has value. It just It's just a matter of what it costs to acquire that player. And both those guys slid far enough in the draft where it made sense for your team. And so I think too many, too often fantasy drafters sort of like hold up their nose and like, like I'm out on Josh Jacobs, period. I want no part of that because he's going to be part of a committee. He's not going to get the passing down work that he got last year. Josh McDaniels is going to use multiple, which great, asked and answered, of course. You don't take him as a top 15 running back. You don't take him as a top 20 running back. But there comes a point where it's just like, He's going to have value and return value at his ADP. Yeah, that, that's all I'm saying. I don't like I'm not excited to be the guy taking Josh Jacobs. I don't think his outlook is great, but I think his outlook at the price I got him at, especially for my team construction, which just needed some like baseline points at running back. I literally hadn't taken. I had taken like six straight non running backs to start the draft because it's PPR and a bunch of flex spots. So just throw throw all the wide receivers in. But like I needed some points and they were falling very far. And I still like Dave Montgomery's still the starter, right? It's an ugly team, a bad line, but they're going to give him a lot of touches. And that's really what my team needed is some points. Yeah. I think everyone's always looking for like the next Jonathan Taylor, but sometimes you need to look for, and this is a high end version, but like Najee Harris last year wasn't efficient. He was a behind on a mediocre offense, bad offense, bad quarterback, bad line. But just accumulates yeah. touches, and I think that definitely David Montgomery has that upside. Listen, we're at a we're at a bar. No, you know we're at, we're at a bar here, and I'll just say like, yeah, everyone goes in the bar 
hoping they're going to meet like a, a model, mm. you know, a male model, a this female model. That, no, I mean, <laughs> you're hoping to meet somebody that's better looking than you, whatever level you're at. Yes. But as closing time comes closer and closer and closer, <laughs> you start, you know, you, you start adjusting your rankings. Yes. Like, I'll just, I mean, take a look, at, take a good look at me. <laughs> like literally no one ever talked to me at a bar until it was like one thirty. You know what I mean? Like I was a closing time special. <laughs> I was just like, all right, you know what? Uh, I'm drunk. You'll do. That's, that's me. Uh, you know, let's be clear. Uh, so uh, back when I was a single man, of course. Um, look, Rich, there's no way to follow that. It's, um, Rich, Rich, are there any guys that we were talking about this with Adam or, you know, we always try to talk about sort of preseason buzz. Um, any guys that you feel like you're, you're really high on or lower on than you were when the sort of the game started based on sort of news that you're hearing? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, one of the guys that I've been kind of having trouble with um, is Travis Kelsey this year, just given, you know, him being 33 years old, he's the oldest top 15 pick since Randy Moss in 2010. But given to what we've seen, everyone kind of was wondering what was going to happen with the Chiefs when they moved on from Tyreek Hill. How are they going to try to recalibrate this offense? And I think one of the biggest early tells, uh, you know, this preseason is that they're going to be a team that's going to lean on putting Travis Kelsey in the most advantageous spots now in this offense. They've, they've re completely reduced with Patrick Mahomes on the field. Now, granted, it's a small preseason sample here, but they've gone three wide receivers, just 55% of Patrick Mahomes' snaps. It was 66% the last three years with the Chiefs. And Travis Kelsey, if you go back to last year, he was a guy that, you know, was – uh, you want to say he didn't have a down year, but teams were finding ways to combat Travis Kelsey a little more than he had over the course of his career. And now they're going to get him into these two tight end sets. And if you look at when he's been in heavy, heavier sets, his yards per route run go up, his targets per route go, go, go up, all his efficiency skyrockets. Cause he's going to be running routes against linebackers now. And that makes a lot of inherent sense because the guys that they've replaced Tyree kill with all kind of question marks. We want Juju to regain his early career kind of output. We still are four years in and the McCall Hardman experiment. We don't really know what's going on there. MVS to this point, he just came from playing with a hall of fame quarterback and couldn't earn targets uh, outside of, you know, moon, moon shots. Uh, and, you know, we don't know if Sky Moore, how much reps he's going to earn as a rookie as well. So it makes inherent sense that they're trying to recalibrate and put Travis Kelsey, who's their best offensive player in you know, better situations. That's what Andy Reid's one of the rational coaches. So seeing them and how they've kind of operated with Patrick Mahomes and the first team offense this preseason makes me feel a little bit stronger about Kelsey. Maybe have one more magic ride with positional leverage here, you know, at the close of his career. Yeah, no, I like it. I, Rich, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing because I just drafted Logan Thomas because they all make fun of me for uh, again. We've we've completely we've we've screwed the pooch on our draft. So six ways till Sunday. So now it's just now we're just making ourselves laugh. Were those guys? What's the? Well, go ahead. What does it say? Oh, it just says say goodbye to them. Oh, sorry. I apologize. Um, really good analysis there, uh, Rich. Appreciate that. Real quickly on this, because you and I were having, you and I were DMing about this. You and I are in a league together, Rich. The the uh, the, the famed DFB uh, Dynasty League, and we were talking about sort of three pre buzzy preseason guys in uh, Ravens tight end Isaiah Lake, uh, Isaiah Likely, uh, Isaiah Pacheco, the running back for the Chiefs and Romeo Dobbs, uh, the Packers wide receiver. And so I asked your opinion on that. Where would you rank those guys for Dynasty and for this year real quickly? Then I want Kyle's opinion, and then we got to – unfortunately, we move on, I'm being told. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. The market value is just completely in lockstep with Pacheco right now. I mean, I've already traded him in Dynasty Leagues. He was a guy I took just like some, some fourth round shots on, and I've already upsold him for future seconds. I even dropped in the chat, I traded him in a package for Nick Chubb, you know, with Elijah Mitchell and got a future pick coming back. So the market, people are paying for Pacheco. I mean, people, we saw this with CEH a couple years ago when Jonathan Taylor was literally the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. And somehow he was going 102 in rookie drafts because of the stigma, the, the, the offensive attachment that we were getting. Oh, I think I'm on the clock here, actually. Okay. Um, uh, I, I don't know exactly. Kyle, Kyle while, while Rich is figuring out who he's going to pick, uh, where are you on the – I think Pacheco is kind of a really interesting out. guy. Isaiah Likely, I think, is more interesting in dynasty leagues, tight end premium leagues, that kind of thing. Um, although there are reports that he's going to be the number three in targets there behind Andrews and Bateman. Where are you on Isaiah Pacheco uh, and Romeo Dobbs? Yeah, I, I think Rich has the, the right rate on Pacheco. I, I didn't think he was a particularly impressive prospect coming out of college. The reports are that he's been a good pass catcher in camp, but that's not what he profiled at at Rutgers. So he's he's the ideal. Like it is apparently a uh, it is a seller's market for Pacheco. If you can if you can find a way to get off of him, that's what I would do. Not because I don't think he's like rightfully going to be the team's second running back. I just thought he was a pretty a weak prospect. So I would be trying to to move on from him in like all formats. I sort of feel like it's a three-headed monster on a pass first team. Yeah, I mean, totally. I just, I, you know what I mean? Like I I, I think Jarek McKinnon's gonna be more involved than people think and see, you know, anyway. So I think it's a three-headed monster. I agree. Rich Rebar, we will follow you on Twitter at Lord Reeves and we will check out all your fantasy analysis at sharpfootballanalysis.com, which by the way you can also get if you have a Rotopass subscription. Buy a Rotopass subscription, you get six great sites, including Rich Rebar's stuff, which is great over on Sharp. Uh, and Kyle is going to be – Kyle Dvorak is at rotoworld.com, fantasysportsedge.com. He does our DFS stuff for us, lots of rankings, lots of great stuff. Kyle, appreciate having you on the show as well. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, man. All right, let's our, it's our last group here. Pat Crane, of course, is part of the Rotoworld family here. And there's Graham Barfield. Graham Barfield not actually in the bathroom. His wife <laughs> is allowing him. Graham Barfield from FantasyPoints.com, former Rotor World uh, alumnus right here. I was on a podcast, and they'd had Graham on the week before. Yeah. And Graham had to do the podcast from the bathroom uh. because his wife was doing a wine Zoom <laughs> with her friend. <laughs> That's a true story, right, Graham? No, it's a true, it's a true story, sadly. Uh, it doesn't, doesn't reflect well. On your boy, but no, yeah, the uh, the audio quality turned out great in the bathroom. I will say, uh, it's actually, the, uh, actually a thing. It's much better in the bathroom. I had to do. Yeah. I went on Detroit radio once yeah. to talk about like the Michigan Wolverines uh, in my walk-in closet because the kids were just being violently loud, and it was the best best audio I've ever had. So bathroom, closet, closet. Yeah. Right, and I'd be fine with that if if that had been why he got sent there. Yeah, but no, his <laughs> it was during the pandemic. And his wife was having a, a happy hour Zoom <laughs> wine call with his friends. And here's Graham, who was just launching fantasypoints.com. Congratulations on the success there. Thank you and John Hansen and my buddy Scott Barrett. You guys have done a great job. Joe Dolan's over there as well. Great team over there at fantasypoints.com. And so he's launching this. He's like doing some publicity. Like he's trying to make a go of this. He'd left NFL Network. And so, and the wife, instead of saying like, hey, honey, you can have the living room. I'll, I'll just delay the Zoom a half hour. She's like, no, go to the bathroom. Poor fucking, poor, poor Graham is stuck in the bathroom while his wife is getting, you know, hammered with her friends on a Zoom. It's unbelievable. So anyway, thank you. Thank you, Mrs. Barfield for allowing Graham 
out of the bathroom to do the Roto World reunion mock draft. Hey, listen, Matt, we Barry, we've uh, we've upgraded. We got an office now. We got a whole setup with uh, bookshelves in here. So you you know, it's it's uh, it's looking up for me. All right, there you go. Fantasy points is going well. Pat, Pat Crane, how do you like your team so far, brother? Well, I I like it. Yeah, I just finished it up, really. Um, uh, Just got in the 16th round pick, and I kind of went with, like, an anchor running back build with DeAndre Swift and cranked through a lot of rookie wide receivers trying to find breakouts, um, mixing in running backs with, uh, with an elite quarterback, elite tight end. So. Is there okay. one pick that you like particularly? Like, talk to me about those rookie wide receivers. Is there one that you really targeted that you really wanted there? I did like getting Sky Moore at the seven eight turn. Um, Interesting. I was okay. hope, I was hoping to get Garrett Wilson at the nine ten, but uh, Kyle sniped him from me there. Um, and then yeah, I liked being able to get Christian Watson and David Bell super late. Uh, Watson obviously dealing with the knee, so we haven't seen anything from him. But you do feel like he's got some real ceiling if he can get on the field there with with Aaron Rodgers listen anytime you can get Jacoby Brissett's fourth option you got to do it <laughs> late in the draft I think that's a, a smart move there no I like I like Bell from a talent like it's whatever it's 12 team leagues 16th round like there's no yep. such thing as a bad pick other than what we've done like honestly we I don't know if you've seen what the, the disaster that our draft is um I like the sky more pick because I think talking about a lot of these rookie wide receivers, yeah. look at the upside is going to be attached to the passing situation. And if Sky Moore or Romeo Dobbs, if either of those guys pop, and they've got Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers throwing them the ball, George Pickens is inextricably tied to Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. Drake London has Marcus Mariota. Like there's a certain ceiling with Sky Moore and Dobbs that is unlocked by their quarterbacks. So yeah, I think those guys are worth a flyer. Hundred percent. Graham, how, when did you work from Roto World? What what time were you working from Roto World? Do you any any memories you have of your time here? Talk to me a little bit about your your Roto, your time at Roto World because one of the big things we want to do is we want to embrace our alumni. I've said this throughout this show. Is it's like we think it's just an unbelievable uh, roster of talent that have come through the doors at Roto World, and you were certainly part of that. You do great work. You've done it at, at Fantasy Points and NFL, and certainly here at Roto World. Hey, well, I really appreciate the kind words. Um, I remember it well. Uh, I remember the day Evan Silva followed me and hit me up, and he was like, hey, man, you know, I just love your stuff. Like, uh, you want to come write, like, a couple pieces for us? And the first article I wrote was a piece on, like, fantasy efficiency, and I'm, I'm sure it was terrible. You could go look in the ethers of, of Roto World and the CMS and stuff, but I'm sure it was not very good. But, yeah, I remember it well. I was, that was uh, way back in the day, 2015, I want to say. Um, oh. Okay. Yeah, 2014, 2015, somewhere back in the day, and uh, I was a, a real young buck. Yeah, and I believe you did projections for Road World back in the day yeah. as well. Is it our? Oh, it's our turn to draft. Yeah, let's pick whoever you want. Marlon Mack. I am obsessed with Mo Alley Cox. Let's take Mo Alley Cox. <laughs> right. What a way to end the draw. Wait, we got Mark Andrews. <laughs> we're, we're like we're like Mo Alley Cox and Logan Thomas. Like. <laughs> Like a lot of what was your strategy? Three tight ends. <laughs> Three tight ends in a one tight end, non tight end premium scoring league. There you go. With an elite tight end. Put in the road over to Peacock for my analysis. <laughs> the great thing is, is that we're not actually airing this thing. Because I have I, drafted so horribly wrong. This is not actually, it was just a good hangout. It was like, Graham, it was like your wife's Zoom call with our <laughs> with the wine. Yeah. We did that. We were the fan. 
Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get uh, Kay Adams on. Kay drafted with us, but uh, she wasn't feeling well, so we were able to get her on. But Kay, of course, was uh, on-air talent and host uh, for Roto World, did great job, she then went on to NFL Network, Good Morning Football, hey, and uh, we're all anxiously awaiting her next stop, I believe. Yeah. That hasn't been announced yet, but I'm sure she'll have something awesome very, very soon. Graham, you like your team? Um, I don't know. I started uh, with three straight running backs, which I don't usually do, but I got Eckler, Mixon, and Javante Williams, all three guys who can catch passes and then just yeah. unloaded on receivers. I know Pat said he was a big fan of his pick of Sky Moore. I was not, uh, for what it's worth. I, I wish I had gotten him because I should I should have drafted him. That's the, one of the guys I wanted on my team because I needed some upside. But uh, settle for Chris Olave, Alec Pierce, rookies late round. Just give me some upside. But I like both yeah, those okay. guys. I like both those guys. My concern on Sky Moore is just when was the last time a third pass catcher had fantasy value in Kansas City? But like, I mean, again, like if you go through the game logs, like I mean, like there'd be a big Byron Pringle game, and then there'd be a big Demarcus Robinson game, and you know, once a year, Sammy Watkins would pop up from the dead and like and have a huge game. But but it just feels like the Andy Reid system. And again, I get it; they don't have a Tyreek, they don't have a guy that they have to feed. Right. But I sort of feel like it's going to be Kelsey and Juju, um, and I desperately hope it is because we <laughs> Juju is our number one wide receiver. <laughs> we went we we went running back, uh, running back, running back, and and tight end. We got Andrews at third, and so um, we were sort of chasing wide receivers throughout the draft. Um, luckily, we got auto drafted Jacoby Myers, so we should be good. <laughs> oh yeah, I think the first time is that he has not impossible that he could be the second pass catcher by the end of the season. Just yeah, sure. Juju Smith-Schuster is not Devontae Adams. And you no, mentioned no, no, the I'm, system. I'm like 100%, but my, my fear on Sky Moore is that he's a better dynasty pick than redraft yeah, pick sure. because of, again, because there'll be some Miko Hardman games. There'll be some MVS games. There'll be, you know, like it just, like, you know, just for consistent fantasy, like, it's not that Sky Moore won't have good fantasy games. It's just, will you know when to start Sky Moore? Is always sure. the question in season long redraft leagues. Pat, I don't know what your thoughts are there. I mean, feel free to argue with me. I, you know, what I mean, no, I think that I think that's talk, very right? fair. Yeah, I think the play with with Sky Moore, I think, is that you're you're probably going to be waiting a little bit and seeing if he's getting you know more and more routes and kind of working his way not just up the depth chart but kind of up the target pecking order. The thing I like about him, you mentioned the Andy Reid system. He feels like a really good fit to me because he was great after the catch in college, but he was great after the catch on intermediate routes. So. You know, kind of over-the-middle stuff. He's not like a gadget guy racking up yak. He was actually racking up yak in, in a way that I think will really fit kind of the Andy Reid system. And if Juju's not a Tyreek target share type of guy, maybe he's, you know, he could be more like 20% instead of 30%. And now there's there's room for Sky Moore to kind of eat in. And hopefully over the course of the, the end of the season where, you know, you're entering the fa- fantasy playoffs, you now have a guy you are confident starting week to week. I think that's totally fair, uh, especially because to your point, like uh, he doesn't he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good enough that Patrick Mahomes trusts him, right? I mean, because like I mean, again, that scheme and that quarterback can make a lot of so-so talent pretty special, right? And yep. so if Sky Moore is anywhere close to decent and Mahomes and Reed like him, pun, pun intended, sky's the limit. There you go. There you, I just yeah, I wrote a back. I just I just yeah. it is a tough one to end on. But I mean, again, we we auto drafted Jacoby Myers. Like our, our whole whatever, my whole team is crap. It's awful. I highly recommend if I can give one piece of advice to the people watching at home, 
never ever host a Zoom call and try to do a draft at the same time, especially with a co-host co-host on a platform that you've never really drafted on before. So um, if that's one piece of advice I can give. But I had a good run. My yeah. career is over. It's fine. It's, it, I had a good run. It was all, it was all happy. Um, I'm being told to say goodbye, that it's a wrap. Um, I think it just means for me. You guys will probably be hosting Fantasy Football Happy Hour uh, tomorrow. But um, on the off chance that we haven't been fired, uh, I would like to plug Fantasy Football Happy Hour, available on Peacock, on the new NFL on NBC YouTube channel. Oh, did you get rid of the guys? I was going to say goodbye to them. Oh, there we go. Let me say goodbye to them for the love of Pete. You guys. Sorry, my, I'm yelling at my producer. It's very rude. Uh, anyway, Fantasy Football Happy Hour at Peacock TV, uh, NFL and NBC YouTube channel, and wherever you get your podcast. So please check it out. Once again, it'll be live at noon tomorrow and then available on demand on all those platforms. Graham Barfield, I know we can check you out on Twitter at Graham Barfield. And at fantasypoints.com, is there anything specific you'd like to plug? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh, fantasypoints.com, getting the projections updated every day, getting cheat sheets going. It's uh, it's draft season, guys. It's uh, the best time of the year. It is the best time of the year. And once again, congratulations on making it out of the bathroom and into an <laughs> office. It's uh, it, things must be going well at that's Fantasy Point to do. for you to to, be going, able to afford. They're going well enough, Barry. They're going well they're, enough. They're, fair <laughs> enough. I got it. I understand. Every day's a struggle. I hear you. It's all good. We're uh, you know your day to day. We're all day to day. And um, listen, uh, Pat Crane, you do the uh, you do the the weekly walkthrough, uh, the game by game preview for Roto World. Just a beast of a column there. So we will check you out. I feel like I apologize. I don't have your Twitter handle memorized. I feel like there's an underscore in there. Do I have that no, right? It's at no? Pat Corain. At Pat Corain. <laughs> All right. Have you thought about an underscore? Do you want? Would you like an underscore? Do you need an underscore? I could, an underscore. I could try it out. Think about Corain is spelled K-E-R-R-A-N-E. For that, this has been a disaster of a show. Yeah. And I just, I would like no, to Alec thank. Fox, no underscore. Right. Yeah. Auto drafted Jacoby Myers. I got everyone's everyone's thing wrong. Uh, but I, Graham Barfield, Pat Crane, I want to thank the both both of you, along with Greg Rosenthal, Pat Doherty, uh, Adam Levitan, Denny Carter, Josh Norris, Rich Rebar, um, and you, Jay Croucher, uh, and Kay Adams, and Evan Silva, and Lawrence Jackson. I think I got everyone. Uh, and Kyle Javorczyk, sorry, for joining us here on the Roto World Reunion Mock Draft Show. If you have somehow watched all this, well, I don't know what's wrong with you. But you, you certainly, luck. yeah, good luck to you. God bless. And uh, so thank you, Graham. Uh, thank you, Pat. Thank you, everyone. No one's actually watching now. <laughs> yeah. You think? Let's end it. All right. <laughs> God bless.